Hello. Today's reading is Exodus 17. In this chapter, there are two distinct accounts of the Israelites on their way from Egypt to Mount Sinai. Both are worth contemplating. So I will pause, both in the reading and in the devotional, so that if you want, you can focus on each one separately. In verses 1 to 7, voices are used against God. In verses 8 to 15, voices are raised to God. In the first, the people are from and through. In the second, they are frog. Which will we be today? Intrigued? Then let's hear God's word from Exodus 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, travelling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarrelled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarrelled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll, as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, For hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. The Israelites have been rescued from slavery by God's mighty acts. He's parted the sea and the whole company of probably around two million has passed through safely. He has miraculously sweetened the waters of Marah so that they can all drink and has fed them quail, and is giving them manna daily. However, when they come to Rephidim, perhaps expecting a wadi or oasis, there is no water. The people turn on Moses in their anger, not just grumbling, but almost ready to stone him. But verse 7 tells us that they were actually angry with and testing God. In their minds and hearts, they're still in Egypt. They've forgotten whose they are and all that he's done and is doing for them. They are still from or through people, fully reliant on myself or fully reliant on others, with a hefty dose of amnesia. 
How like us. Moses seeks the Lord and once again God supplies. How wonderful he is. He gives Moses space, support and the symbol of his mighty power and presence, the staff. Then another amazing miracle. Water pours from the rock. And the saddest thing? The people are not there to see the beginning of it. They receive its lavish provision, but they're not there to witness its inception. When we are too busy grumbling, blaming God, or looking back to the past, we miss out on his present, continuing wonders. Perhaps, if you have time, just pause the audio between these two accounts and bring to mind any complaints or grumbling you've been airing recently. Confess them to the God who so readily forgives and enjoy the refreshing water of his grace. So often after receiving a blessing, we find we're in a battle, and so it is for the Israelites. Deuteronomy tells us that the Amalekites struck the Israelites when they were at their weakest, killing those who were lagging behind, and then launching a surprise, unprovoked attack on the rest, because they had no fear of God. Moses understands that the battle must be practical and prayerful. To overcome the enemy, they must become frog people, fully reliant on God. Moses stands and holds up the staff of God. It's the flag or banner, the rallying point under which they go into fight. It symbolises the presence, power and deliverance of the Lord. Moses stands at the top of the hill so that all those fighting below can see that he is frog. As long as Moses holds up his hands, the Israelites were winning. The Hebrew word for winning means they were increased in strength. As we pray together, we're strengthened in witness, service and faith. But even Moses, that great man of God, grew weary and lowered his hands. Lowered in Hebrew also has the meaning of rest or sleep. Prayer is a joy, a blessing, but it is work. And it's much easier to sleep than to pray, as the disciples found in Gethsemane. Notice that when Moses lowered his hands, it wasn't that the Israelites weren't strengthened, but that the Amalekites were winning. How slow we are to realise the power of our enemy Satan and to think that he will stand still if we do. Joshua was unable to succeed without Moses' prayer and Moses couldn't prevail without the support of Aaron and Hur, the original prayer triplet, and none of them could overcome without the power of God. The people of God are still under constant attack. God the Father knows that we find prayer difficult and draining, so the Son and Spirit intercede for us, and he provides us with human helpers as well. Ask for an Aaron and a Hur to pray with you. Form a prayer triplet. Call on the one who raised his arms on the cross in victory over Satan's attack, and keep a prayer diary to remind you of his answers. Let's pray. Mighty Heavenly Father, we confess that too often we are from or through people, but we want to become those who are fully reliant on you. We choose today to gather together under your banner, Yahweh Nissai. We choose to fly your flag in our homes and to go out into the world in your name. We long for that day when the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples and all the nations will rally to him and his glorious place of rest. We ask that we too would be people of prayer, that we would consistently and persistently gather with others to pray and that whatever storms break upon us, whatever ventures you call us to enter, we may be enabled to keep our hands steady until the going down of the sun. Amen.